0: Hey, welcome to Shortcast with Ryan, and I'm your host. Welcome back to another episode of Shortcast with Ryan. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different and probably sound a little bit different. uh, Recording on the new microphone from not the closet, but Emily's art room with Emily.
1: Hello, it's me, Emily, again.
0: (laughs) It is Emily. So. Um, we don't have a you know, scripted out talk or a specific you know, idea here, um, but I wanted to just have a conversation with Emily about habits. So in the past few weeks, uh, habits have just been on the top of my mind. Um, and something that is really important to both me and Emily. So I wanted to just set up a, a little bit of an informal conversation of us talking about habits. Does that sound good, Emily. That
1: sounds great. I love habits. I have so many.
0: Yeah, so you know I wanted to perhaps just start with some of the habits that are important to me, or I guess let me go back and and talk about some of the importance of habits. So, You know, right now, um, if you're listening to this, we're recording this towards the end of October in 2020, Um, and so we have been quarantined from COVID for quite a long time. Uh, Emily is in graphic design school, and all of her classes are uh, online and at home, and then I am working for field agent, and all of my work is done online at home, so Right now is a really weird time where all of the the day-to-day going to school or going to work um, routines have been interrupted for quite a long time now. And so I think most people who are at home, it really is in a season of of creating new habits. And if you hear some rustling or you hear some wheezing, we have our little chihuahua here. Um, Bruno (laughs) is making a ton of sounds. But so, yeah, I think habits right now are more important or as important as ever um, and since everyone has a little more time at home it can either be a really good time to make new habits um, and do things that are really good for you or kind of vice versa is let your ha- habits slide and do things that aren't so good for you um, but anyways yeah that's a, a little bit of background kind of where we add in the habits we're we're doing but let's just bring emily in and Let's say, Emily, what is what is your favorite habit? Let's say favorite productive habit.
1: Okay. Well, I have, um, well, <clears throat> before I answer that, it's funny that you mentioned the, um, like, having habits and then, like, building them or letting them slip because I have done very much both over quarantine. And right now I feel particularly in a season of having let all of my habits slip over the last like month and a half and trying to build them back up. And so I've been starting with my favorite one, which is meditation, which has been like a complete game changer in my lifestyle and my mental health and my ability to just kind of like organize my life really well. And it's definitely something that I want to like continue to, to practice and get good at and like make like a solid foundational Mm -hmm. habit, probably for the rest of my life, I think.
0: That's awesome. And for the audience who's listening, <clears throat> so your favorite habit is meditation. Um, why don't you tell everyone how long you've been meditating? Cause it hasn't been that long, has it?
1: Um, probably not. I actually, I can't remember if you suggested I do it. You probably did like last year and I, yes, yeah, so I guess I've probably been meditating for about over a year now and it really wasn't up until I got like the headspace app that I was able to do it very consistently and have like a very good, I don't know, connection to my meditation and just feel like I was getting a lot out of it before I used the app. I was always like really struggling to stay focused and I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, But I've been using the app for maybe like five months now, kind of like in quarantine, I started Mm -hmm. using it and it's, an absolute game changer, at least for me and mm-hmm. the way I need to meditate and how I need to learn how to do it. It's been everything I need to kind of like understand how to do it right and what it's supposed to do for me.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so I think there's a few really important things there. So, you know, you might have had a few meditations in the last year, kind of like a year ago. Um, and kind of I did too uh but within the last five months is whenever you got that app you started meditation and that became that meditation became a habit and not just kind of like a one-off task Mm -hmm. and so i think that's something that's really important to note is that whenever people suggest things like meditation or exercise or eating right or drinking water or whatever the habits could be you aren't getting the benefit from just doing those things like one or two times or doing those things one time a month for a couple months. But you really get the benefit from these types of things whenever you fold those into your lifestyle and you create a habit of it. So, you know, while you might get some benefit from one meditation uh, a month or one meditation every once in a while, you really start to get benefits of these types of things from building a habit and doing it on a frequent basis. So it's really cool that you found headspace and were able to like create a habit out of meditation much better than I've been able to myself. Um, and so that's been inspiring to me and making me want to meditate more. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's really awesome. And really important to notice, um, so let's say, let's let's try to rewind the clock a little bit. I'm going to rewind back to my sophomore year of college before I really understood the power of habits. Um, so there I was, a sophomore in college. I had just moved into a new house with three of my roommate friends. Um, I probably spent all the time playing video games in my free time, I was either just turned 21 or just under 21 and was drinking a lot, I was smoking a lot, I was procrastinating. I worked at a trampoline park, which was good, but I wasn't doing anything that really was setting me forward. Um, and so it was, it was kind of strange. Around New Year's time, uh, I set this power month for me. It was the first month of 2017 And I had seen some YouTube videos kind of about the power of habits and specifically cold showers. Um, I saw the stuff about cold showers and people who were doing that and I was inspired to try it for a month. So what I actually did was started taking cold showers at the first of the year. um, And I only made it about 15 days into a month long challenge of taking cold showers. But, you know, I started doing that. Um, And for that month, I challenged myself to stop drinking. Um, And I started just realizing how important it is to kind of set up, you know, habits to build, but also how important it is to start dropping some of like the unneeded habits. So I think something that I realized is that I had a habit of playing video games every time I had free time and so that's not necessarily a bad thing but it was kind of consuming my life. So, you know, one thing I started learning is it's really important to kind of build good habits, but it's equally important to drop the bad habits as well. Do you
1: Yes, I was I I was <laughs> like, "Oh, let me. This reminds me of meditation in fact." Oh. Um, one thing that like I I've, I've like learned through using the Headspace app. And I mean, it's it's really just like prodded me into like thinking about these things more deeply. So I've kind of like expanded on them in my own mind, I guess. But one thing that I've like noticed is the importance of like updating yourself on a regular basis. And this kind of couples with like things I learned in therapy and that like the things you've like learned when you're 10 years old, unless you're actively aware that like, this is a, a subconscious response to a certain stimulus, you're probably going to carry that habit of like that response throughout your whole life in one way or another. And so it's like, it's really important. And I don't know if enough people are really taught this that like, as you grow up, you need to kind of constantly be like checking in on your habits, and checking in on how you're like responding to things. Because I don't think people realize how outdated a lot of their responses to stimulus can be. And I've specifically like in the last year been trying really hard to like recognize what some of my outdated responses to a stimulus is. Mm -hmm. And then through meditation, it kind of like helps me recenter in the moment so that I can have a clear head to rebuild those reactions. And like a lot of them are habits. I mean, a reaction can be a habit, And so it's, it's a lot of work, but yeah, like the, the reaction of like, I'm bored when I'm 10 years old, I'm bored, I'm going to go play Call of Duty. And that's fine when you're 10 maybe. But then if like, if you do that for a year and then like, it just, it feels good. It's, it works. And then you just keep on doing it and you never come back to that habit and come back to try and update it. And then next thing you know, you're 25, you're 30, you're bored, you go play video games. And so it's like, it's a really big thing of like, not only updating these things, but being aware that they even need to be updated, which mm-hmm. is arguably like the hardest part to like realize that something's, something could be fixed or something could be improved on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the, the kind of terminology of an update. And so, you know, with all of our technology and the phone that's in your hands and the computers that you're typing on. You know every week or two there is a software update and that is you know this technology has become outdated and there's a a new better way for it to be running and so we update it our brains and our bodies are are kind of the same way we just kind of we forget about it and so you know like Emily said lots of us are, are running off of this software essentially that was downloaded when we were growing up and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is really likely that there's a lot of better ways. Um, And, you know, I, I'll say, I I love my parents. My parents are great and I'm very thankful for them. Um, But most like my parents taught me a lot of different things. And, you know, that was kind of the software that I started with. It's everything that like my parents taught me. And I was lucky to have a very good foundation, but I think most people are kind of running off of whatever the lessons their parents taught them were. Um, And so there's only so much that, you know, your parents know. And so there's a lot of different sources, whether that's school, whether that's peers or reading or podcasts or education or um, reflection. There's lots of different ways to kind of update kind of what you're thinking and and The habits that you have. Um, And I think, you know, updating what you're thinking through kind of self-awareness is important. But, you know, at the end of the day, I I think we humans are just kind of like little habit machines, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you are what you think. But, you know, more importantly, I think you are what you do. Um, And if you become a person that has good habits, you will kind of inevitably think and do good things. Um, a little bit of vice versa there. Um, so what I wanted to talk about next is some of the habits that Emily, me and me and you have worked on and kind of, you mentioned meditation. I think for you, meditation has been your favorite meditation has probably been up there. I haven't built a meditation habit as strong as you have, or as much as I could. Um, I have another favorite, but Emily, do you have do you want to list out maybe a couple of the habits that you have tried to work on in the past few years and just what you've thought about those?
1: Yeah. So, um, it's, as I'm like thinking of them, it probably, these all sound probably like very, um, obvious things to make habits in your life. But for me and I would bet money that for many, many other people, it's not as easy as it would sound to do. Um, so like one habit is having a consistent eating schedule. I never had that in my life. And especially as a teenager, I didn't keep up with my diet. Well, I mostly ate sugar. I don't, I can't remember eating like almost anything in high school. I obviously I did cause I'm alive, but like I don't have any habits or any memory of any sort of like food nutritional habits up until when we started dating and you taught me how to cook. And then I was like, Oh, maybe I should, maybe I should be eating more frequently. That would probably help with a lot of things in my life. And it did. Um that ended up being a, a crucial piece of like where my anxiety was stemming from just mal- malnutrition. Let's see. Um, one that I guess I developed over A long, long time was just, um, like, not procrastinating and getting my shit done Mm -hmm. when I needed to. I don't really know when I started doing that. I want to say it didn't happen in high school because I don't remember doing anything productive in high school. Um, So it must have been in the last couple of years that I've really kind of had to go through enough, like, bullshit that i'm like i'm tired of taking the hard way through my life and doing really poorly in college and like not really understanding like what i need to do with myself i'm gonna start like taking this seriously because now i'm paying for it and now i'm like really involved in the next steps of my life and at that point i started developing really good habits for um just being productive and like saying i was going to do something and doing it whether that was working whether that was like finding a job or committing to finishing school committing to like my homework committing to just like taking care of myself and my space those that all kind of like got bunched up into one and i could dive into that but i won't mm-hmm. um yeah
0: yeah those that's, are those are a couple that's really good yeah one thing i do want to mention is I don't know where you got the your kind of ability to focus and not procrastinate, but you get things done. Like when you have a project, you work on it so diligently and so kind of like ahead of schedule that it's like it's crazy.
1: I don't know where I like got that motivation Mm -hmm. to be on schedule. I think it's always just been kind of like an innate thing that was probably taught to me when I was a kid Mm -hmm. that I've only more recently started to apply pretty, pretty severely in Mm -hmm. my life. But like, yeah, I just if I have a due date, (laughs) I'm probably going to hit that due date or be early. And I just like it it gives me more stress to not finish it on time than it does to just go ahead and do it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I think that's a really important point about, you know, we were talking a minute ago about updating your habits and kind of software from a kid's. Uh, that's an example of something that probably was taught to you at a young age that is like a really good habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, while you are uh, reflecting on the things you do, you know, some of these things you've done your whole life are, are actually really good things. Um, and you obviously want to keep those really good things, such as, you know, being able to focus and work hard and be ahead of schedule. That's an amazing How habit. to save my money. How to save your money. Yeah, you're you're excellent at that. Um, so there's lots of really good skills and habits that don't necessarily need to be updated, but there are always, um, some more things you can do or importantly, habits that you can, uh, drop. And so I'll I'll go ahead and talk about a few of mine. Um, and one thing kind of around this time I, I mentioned whenever, uh, I was a sophomore in college and I did that power month, um one of the habits that I started to learn about, and I I kind of had neglected for a long time, um, was the habit of exercise. And so this was something like, while I was in high school, I played baseball and tennis. um, And growing up, I always loved playing sports, running around, playing. Uh, I never was like the biggest athlete, but I really did just enjoy playing games, being outside, um, being physical and so kind of i I lost that um you know after i stopped playing high school tennis um in my freshman year of college and a little bit of my sophomore year of college i kind of lost that physicality i wasn't working out i didn't have anything to play um and it was rather a you know what uh not not quite depressing but it was kind of a sad time for me physically Um, I started to gain weight. Um, I was just kind of unhealthy and it really wasn't that good. Um, But what I started to do is I actually got a longboard um, and I started just longboarding around. Um, And so this is an example of, you know, I started building a habit of longboarding um, and this was just something I really enjoyed doing. And so I started exercising by skating and longboarding and doing this thing that I love to do. Um, And eventually I realized how much clarity um, and enjoyment longboarding and just exercise in general was giving me Um, and how if I was studying and stressed out, I could really de-stress very quickly by getting on my board and longboarding around campus. Or I actually started longboarding to class and found that like my grades improved just because I enjoyed going to class more because I got to skate. So that kind of led into me starting to work out and just realizing how important it was for me to include exercise into my lifestyle. And now, this is something that whenever I'm at my best uh, and, you know, kind of performing really well, I have a really good habit of exercise. Um, and whenever I'm kind of like slacking or uh, I'm I'm not feeling so good within like the season of life is is usually a time when my exercise is sliding, and so that kind of looks a few different ways for me. Whether that's working out or doing training, um, or even just just playing tennis or different outdoors games, exercise has been a key habit that kind of you know makes every other thing better kind of in my life so that that's a really important habit for me um let's see let's do we want to talk about you know uh, uh, habits that we have dropped recently
1: sure yeah what do you have one in mind that you've done Uh,
0: let's see i'm trying to think if there's a habit that i've dropped recently and, and i'm sure that there is um but off of the top of my head, I... I
1: have one that like it was at least a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> this is probably one that um, I feel like a lot of young adults either don't realize or mm. may realize and then kind of resonate with. Um, and one that you helped me kind of realize was like I, after I, I moved into my first apartment and we started dating and we would just like be talking about things. And I I feel like I very often would like reference my parents opinions about things. And like, I could never like back them up like myself, because I would just be like, Oh, well, I heard this, this and this from my parents. And it took me a while. And it took you pointing it out for me to realize that like, I still just totally leaned into like, my parents' opinions of a lot of things that, like, affected my life, that as a young adult who was moved out of the house and trying to, like, figure out my own path, that needed to be updated because I was still just, like, going off of so many of the opinions that I knew my parents would have over the things I was doing. And that that was a a really surprising thing because I I can't remember what what we were talking about but you basically were telling me like you know like it's great to like take your parents advice hear it and like possibly use it but like where I always diverged was I would take whatever they said as like the thing to do and then it took you pointing out that like I mean they can give you advice but it's not like you have to like do what they tell you to do now like you're 20 years old, like, you have to start, like, deciding these things for yourself, and I was, like, whoa, wait, I can do that? I was, like, wait, I don't have to, like, listen to, like, all of the, the opinions of my parents and, like, do everything that they think I should be doing with my life? That, I don't know, that just, like, really blew my mind. <laughs> I think, I don't know, I, I see, like, so many people in college now And I've heard lots of people in my classes just, like, stating opinions and stating things that they have either implied their parents hold close to them or they have, like, implied that, like, it's not their idea. It's, like, the thing that their parents told them that they still hold on to and are like, yeah, I agree with that because, like, my parents told me my parents have my best interest in mind. And it's true that they do, but, like that was a habit that I ditched was Mm. when I would like have a problem as an adult, I would like bring it to my parents. And at first I would do whatever they told me to do to fix it. Um, But then it got to the point where I would bring them a problem sometimes and they would tell me something and I would be like, Oh wait, no, like based off of how I'm trying to live my life, I do not want to do that. And just kind of like, kind of like setting up a barrier between like even what I shared with them And like what I asked their opinions over and kind of like taking their opinion as like a grain of salt and just being like, well, I hear you, I appreciate it. But like, I don't have to like do anything with that, especially if I don't think it'll like actually serve me in the way I'm trying to live my life now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's definitely something that isn't necessarily taught to a lot of kids. It's probably something that most people don't think about. Mm -hmm. And then it's actually just like a kind of a huge deal to like, Get away from that as an adult and start forming your own opinions on things
0: yeah it's a it's a really hard journey um from you know i think that's that is really one of the big steps from being kind of you know like a a kid into you know an adult and I, i don't know some people never really really make the transition of kind of forming their own viewpoints and opinions that are uniquely theirs um
1: it's like not an obvious step to take. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very like if you learn about it, you tend to do it. But like a lot of people don't learn about it.
0: Yeah, it, that's something that we'll have to dive in. I think a little more. I don't I don't I haven't thought about that a ton. Um, I'll, I'll talk about a habit I've dropped, yeah. um, which is far more simple, um, but still important to me. Um, and that is snoozing my alarm. <laughs> um so i used to be such a horrible alarm snoozer like i'm talking i would set an alarm for 6 30 uh, it would go off and i would snooze it and not get out of bed until eight in the morning like in just every nine minutes it would just go off snooze go off snooze go off snooze and it was like that for years of my life um and frankly is just quite a terrible way to wake up in the morning. Um, cause you're always, you're telling your, your brain's like I want sleep and your body's like, well, let's get more sleep. But then obviously in nine minute increments, you're not actually getting more sleep sleep. You're just putting off the inevitable of getting out of bed. Um, so in anyways, that was a really bad habit for me and it made me feel bad. It made me feel tired. It, just overall was was very bad um, and kind of in the past year or so there, there wasn't like a specific time but in the past year or so I've gotten really good about setting one alarm um, and whenever it goes off like pretty much getting up and now, now I don't just spring out of bed um, but whenever my alarm goes off I'll grab my phone, turn the alarm off. And I might take five to 10 minutes and just kind of like lay there and just like, kind of like, just like groggily kind of wake up and like, maybe look at my phone. But I really don't snooze my alarm much anymore. And that is something that for me helps a lot. Um, So for other people that might not be important at all, but it's an example about how there's so many little aspects, whether that's, you know, snoozing your alarm in the morning, whether that's drinking water, whether that's, you know, listening uh, or like creating your own opinions, exercising, meditation, eating habits. uh, There's just tons of little things that make up your life that are all just habits. They're all just this autopilot of a life that we live. And lots of the times we don't even understand or are aware of all these little actions that we're doing but they all make up our life and are all so incredibly important, even if they are very small. And so examining those, upgrading those, and dropping the ones that are, are, are harmful or bad, just, you know, it, it, even if you once every two months build one new habit or drop an old habit, or at least become aware of something you wanna do, or aware of something you wanna do less, you know, that those baby steps eventually compound into you just like looking back at the life you had and be like oh my gosh I can't believe I was doing that stuff or not doing this stuff um because there's so many tiny things that like if you just take baby steps towards building um you'll eventually find yourself in just such a better place than you were it's it's kind of incredible
1: yeah and I think about that like and I've talked to you about the fact that like even now the habits that I'm building today that serve me really well as like a 23 year old, I'm not going to need when I'm 26 or 30 or 40. I'm like, I, I will have to like continue to update every year and just like recheck in on kind of every little aspect of my life and just decide like what needs to stay and what needs to go. And it it all just sort of like rounds back to like Mm self-awareness and that's a habit too. building self-awareness and like, Being willing to like, look at yourself very objectively and say, like, am I happy with the way I'm living my life? What can I do to improve it, whether Mm -hmm. it's small or big, like, and just always having a little motivation to try and be a little bit better every day.
0: Well said, Emily. What a great way to end off this kind of informal conversation. This has been really fun for me. I hope that y'all enjoyed listening to me and Emily talk about habits. Um, you know, we the the mix between uh, kind of an interview, kind of a conversation is something we'll have to get used to. Um, but hopefully in the future, we'll have some more just natural conversations about how you know me and Emily just talk about things that are kind of important to us. Um, so Emily, any last words for people?
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me. I love I love coming on and just chatting about all the stuff I've learned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for listening through uh, this. As always, um, feel free to uh, share or listen to another episode. Uh, you can check out this episode other episodes and the YouTube channel at realwithryan.com. Um, and also there's a comment section on this episode in Real with Ryan. So you can leave a comment, um, but feel free to reach out to us. If you enjoyed this type of episode and more of the casual conversation, as opposed to the the standard business ideas or other lessons that are a little more formal. Um, but as always, thank you for listening and thank you for keeping, keeping it, it real, real with Ryan. With Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>